0: The story behind the story. This is Billy Halliwell Kevin and Sam, thank you guys for coming today. Oh, thanks for having us. I always love seeing you guys because we're friends and I you know I love getting a chance to now to hang out. And you're on your I mean you've done about a hundred interviews, I feel like. It's exhausting. I, right?
1: <laughs> I would say but really in the last three weeks I'd be about right. There's probably more than that. But there's been a lot. I mean it was just twenty in one sitting yesterday over a three hour period, so And it's it's
0: amazing because you're passionate about the film.
1: Let there be light, right? But it's crazy when you do those interviews.
0: It's like it's exhausting. It's hard. It's difficult. Um, So I appreciate you fitting us in to talk about this. You rock. So we're here. Well, thank you, thank you. (laughs) I love that. So. I have a million questions you know yeah. about this film, and I actually had a chance I love it. I had a chance to see it, and I love it. I, it's so good, and I think it deals with so many themes that right now people need yeah. to think about yeah. and you know we we need more of this in Hollywood, obviously, and we know that. yeah, let's just dive right in. I always love logistics, and I kind of know this, but I want listeners to know the story, the backstory of how this film oh. came to be,
2: yeah. So I, I, I'm a little bit annoyed at what's coming out of Hollywood, and I started thinking about this and what it would look like if the world's greatest atheist had, uh, had a crisis of faith, if you will. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, this would make a really good movie. This would be a movie that I would want to see. And I called Dan Gordon, who's a, an acquaintance. He's a very well-known film writer. He wrote The Hurricane with Denzel Washington and uh, Wyatt Earp with Kevin Costner. I mean, he's Oscar Passenger worthy. Passenger 57
1: with Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I, I called
2: wonder. him. I said, hey, Dan, I have an idea for a movie. Would you consider writing a movie with me? And he said, no, <laughs> because he's a really well-known screenwriter. What do I need you for?
1: Does not play well with others kind of
2: thing. And and so but we went to lunch, and I told him the idea for the movie, and he loved it. And he jumped right in. He said, we'll write it together. And then two weeks later.
1: So it convinced him. I mean, pretty it, the, quickly the, convinced Yeah, the
2: story convinced him, him immediately. Um, But two weeks later, completely out of the blue, Sean Hannity called. I wasn't
1: there. (laughs) Salmon address was enough to convince him. (laughs) That's
2: funny. No, at that point, Kevin wasn't even really involved. I was just having this idea, and I thought, you know, I kind of want to write this up, and then we'll see what happens. And um, Sean Hannity called Kevin out of the blue about two weeks later and said, hey, I want to produce a faith-based movie, and I want to work with you. Do you have anything? To which Kevin said, well, actually, I do. We flew to New York, the three of us, so Kevin, Dan, and myself, and we pitched Sean, and it took about twenty minutes. He was mm-hmm. he was engrossed in the story, and he was in. He wanted yeah, he didn't to didn't interrupt
1: it. us once.
0: <laughs> I, you know, it's fine. Well, that's see that that is an accomplishment. It's right? <laughs> <There's> a documentary. It's <laughs> right a there. sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's amazing too because you're Christian, so and I am too. So we can kind of talk about these things mm-hmm. that maybe some people might not ask you. But it's funny how things come together. Like, what are the odds that
1: Sean Hannity come out is is calling and saying, "Hey, what are you guys working on? Do you have oh, yeah. a film that you're working and, on?" And, and it stems from. My movies, God's Not Dead, What If, Abel's Field, Soul Surfer, being because I've been on his show, radio and TV, doing those interviews for those movies. Had I not done those, he wouldn't have called me for a faith-based right. movie. You're like
0: the first name he's probably so thinking of because you know that market. Yeah. You get it. Um, now I have to ask you this because I love Doctor Saul Harkins. Mm-hmm. Saul Harkins. I'm mm-hmm. saying that right now. Yeah, okay, let's talk. About, I mean, is this a play on anybody's real life name that we might know or think of in any oh, way? Is there any connection? No. Well, it's, no. It's, no. So Saul, 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 from the Saul S A
2: U L is Paul from the Bible, right? The Bible. But Saul S O L is actually short for Solomon. So the so, I'm sorry, I play games like this all the time. <laughs> so Saul, yes, there's a play on Paul, but there's also the play because we spell it S O L that it's the sun.
1: The sun, ah, I like that. And then I like Harkins,
2: that the last name means to listen.
0: Oh, I like that. Um, I just keep thinking about, you yeah, know Yeah, you're
2: thinking uh, Richard Dawkins uh, Dawkins. I would love for <laughs>
0: Richard Dawkins to respond to this because I think like clearly this is the I mean, if there were a story about somebody having these things happen to them and right. having this heaven tourism experience right. and coming back, it would be I mean, that's the person I would think you of. You
2: know who I'd love like to hear respond is um Hitchens. I'd yeah, love well, to hear yeah. him respond. He passed away, <laughs> yeah, so no it'd no be no, no really fascinating to hear from him. Well, he was very good friends
1: <laughs> with our friend Larry, Taunton, Larry yeah. and yeah. Birmingham, and Larry Taunton Oh yeah, up he wrote that book. He showed up yeah. on the set. They became very good friends, which is interesting,
0: yeah. right? Well, it's good. It's good. Obviously, as Christians, we should be talking to people who aren't. But of it's course. always good when those yeah. kinds of friendships happen. Yeah. Um, what do you guys want people to walk away from this film thinking, feeling? Hope.
2: Hope. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's
0: simple, yeah. and we need
1: it. God, I mean, look, watch the news. It's crazy. Bringing oh, light into a dark we world. We live in a very, very dark world. It's darker and darker all the time. And the anger and the frustration from people it's just, it shows out there. And to me, it just shows that they're not happy with their lives and themselves, their relationships, their job, and they're looking for something, looking for somewhere. That's like, why am I feeling like this? What is it that I'm so not happy with all the time? Because there's so much hate out
2: there. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. Light fills the I, darkness. I like that. Light fills the darkness. And it is crazy because before Donald Trump, you know, and, and he's sort of the marker here because I would talk to my progressive friends and I would say, oh, you know, what do you think about the world? And they would tell me, the world's so much better. We're moving in the right direction. And I obviously don't. I haven't felt that way, for, <laughs> for as we know, for a long time. Um, but it was interesting. And then Donald Trump comes and, of course, the world's falling apart and because people that don't like
1: him feel that way. But, but it is interesting. Well, they live in denial. Right. I mean, seriously. Obama no, no, Obama's here Obama's, in the United Obama's states they're know, not and in o- the Nile. And Obama's 8 years <laughs> Obama's 8 years as president California where we live 1908 businesses left the state it's crazy they went to other states cuz the, the business climate there is horrible and they make it difficult and that's from a little mom and pop you know a candy store to to oh, yeah. uh, Toyota leaving you know so in and, and it's weird how they look at things because they live in this fantasy world, they live in John Lennon's Imagine world, which isn't real. <laughs> and I keep. And remo- nobody I left. They also yeah. they
0: were gonna leave, right? And nobody left. I'm like one of these people. Somebody's got to leave this country, right? They're all <laughs> threatening to leave. Um, and you know, people
1: al- people always say it, and they never do. But um, when it comes, Canada to didn't want them. They said <laughs> we're socialist enough. <laughs> yeah. We don't need more. And nobody's swimming from Key West to Cuba, I apparently. Love I love it. Well, <laughs> so that yeah. And then they no plans to probably, but. Um, Why
0: did you guys include the near-death experience part in the film? Because I think that's so fascinating.
2: I needed to find something that really shook the faith of an atheist. And what I've discovered is that atheists have more more faith than most Christians. They are so devout in their beliefs. And so I wanted something that was really unquestionable, that was really personal, and to put him in a near-death experience where the scientists are saying, oh, you know what, this is the kind of thing that happens, but he's saying, no, 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 that's not the way it would look for me. That's not what it would be for me. This is something that's extra, uh, that's right. outside of himself. And um, and, it, and and to me, it was more believable. Like, I could have had him struck by lightning or something, but I just really like this idea, that just playing with this idea that did he really die, or did he just get a vision. And, you know, it's biblical. God speaks to us in dreams. Um, and so I, I thought, okay, that's sort of unassailable. Um, I was very clear that it wasn't a heavenly visit. He didn't visit heaven. He's clearly not in he- You know what I mean? So, Because I, I didn't want to play with that at all. Yeah, um, it's funny we, you say we that. We just had a debate
0: about that in this office. Yeah. You know, is, it bib- is it biblical to go to heaven and come back? And we were talking about that mm-hmm. line between visions, right? Right. Being given visions versus actually going somewhere. And It's an interesting discussion, but you don't even have to go there with the film. Right. Exactly.
2: I wanted to avoid that, and also because I because and I know that there's a lot of sensitivity about that. But but you can't be you know either the guy had a vision, he had a dream basically when he was out and and just because he was pronounced dead doesn't well, mean he look, actually and, died and, 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 right, you know. and you're
1: never going to please everyone you can't it's not everybody's got a critic they got a you know everybody's got something negative to say about of everything course. out there and you know we've had people come back to this i'm not going to name names but there's you know he said well your movie's not christian enough so i'm uh. not going to support it and i was like wow really
0: that's insane. well. First of all, that really? I've seen it, so that's insane.
1: But <laughs> well, that's like the that's like the well, that's like the Muslims killing Muslims, right? It's the radical ISIS, they kill other Muslims because they're not Muslim enough, right? right. And you're getting that now even in the world of Christianity, and I go, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the speck out of my eye while you grab that log out of your own. Okay. <laughs> well, There so. may be a few
0: logs in some people's eyes, but you know, like I I honestly think, and I'm gonna say this so you don't get in trouble. I think Christians are the harshest critics sometimes of other things that Christians are doing, and it's like, come on, you know, yeah. you've got a great project here that has a great important message for people to hear. So yes, let's but support there's it. five
1: minutes in it that really offended me. <laughs> right? I like the rest of the hour and twenty five minutes in it, but that five minutes I'm not gonna support. So that's what you got to put up against. So we just talked about culture, and you guys are sh-
0: sort of shining a light into culture here we i've talked to both of you a lot in the past about hollywood and and what goes on in hollywood and you are both in hollywood and you and you've seen these things um and i'll ask you both this what i guess we'll start with you kevin what most concerns you and this is a very general question but i'll just throw it out throw it out there about culture like where we are right now
1: well the media shapes the culture does it not i mean hollywood's been reshaping the culture since the 60s that's when the whole i mean even the rating system didn't exist until the 60s that's when pg 13 17 r x all stuff came in So, you know, and what do you always say? It's cultures, forms, what do you all say? The downstream, upstream? Yeah,
2: politics is downstream from. There
1: there it is, it's downstream. You're right politics yeah. oh because yeah. they learned in the 60s the democrats we can buy votes let's just promise people stuff that we'll take care of them we'll give well, them cradle to grave responsibilities well the welfare reform act
2: yeah rather than buying votes what 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 the, the offshoot of that would be politicians are performing a play that's written by the by the culture yeah right. and hollywood
1: be. leads the way in that but i, I think in our last election because hollywood's still in shock that trump even got <laughs> elected um it, it and what sam has all said is too people in in middle America, people that didn't vote before, finally started to vote and said oh my god, we do have a voice we do, our vote does actually count because it's a miracle he got elected, I mean outside of California, Trump actually had one million more votes than the other 49 states combined, Yeah, Yeah, she took you know she ran away with california if by four million votes. if you
0: had removed california new york or te- even texas yeah. he still would have won the you know which i thought was right. funny with yeah. texas but it's it's sort of fascinating but i do think too you know if you've beaten people down for eight years and made them feel a certain way and i think this is actually a lesson for for the left not to help anybody on either side but yeah. you know like if you're making people feel that way there's an end result of that people respond to that feeling well, like yeah. oh maybe and there is hope for me over here and yeah. in
2: fact this is what we saw with the nfl when trump brilliantly <coughs> pointed directly at the nfl and said you guys should stand for the anthem. There were uh, there's a majority of people in America who say don't try to make me feel bad because I'm American. Right. Which is what the NFL what the what the protest uh, in the NFL was doing was saying no, we don't respect the flag because the the flag stands for bigotry and police brutality and all of this. No, that you know it, it doesn't work that way. And and Americans know that that the flag stands for americanism and that's who we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um yeah I think people are tired now of being told that they're awful.
0: Yeah no no yeah. I think and that's what we've seen right. Um so another question about let there be light but kind of a different question and you know I've always admired the fact you guys have been married for a long time and you're in Hollywood right and so how does how does it work working together? Let's start there. You know, <laughs> when you're working together. What well,
1: started back uh, in 1996? She came down yes. during season four of Hercules, and that's how the whole meeting even even happened. I hit on her hard and worked fast, and <laughs> she said, "I don't date actors <laughs> or guys with long hair." And I said, oh, "I'm making a pretty good living with long hair right now." <laughs> but but uh, I wore her down and um, <laughs> talked to her into a date, and we went out and she, I picked up my car and had country music going. And she said, oh, country music. And I said, well, you can turn it. I mean, I like all kinds. But no, no, I like country music. Then we went to this dinner and we started talking. She said... Are you conservative? Just because I kind of, well, I guess the way I talked, you figured it out. And I said, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, later, I said a couple different things. And she said, are you Christian? I said, yeah, I'm Christian. She goes, my God, you're Christian, conservative, and you like country music. The three Cs. I think <laughs> I'm in love with you. You guys remember each <laughs> other. <So> the <laughs> only two people in Hollywood that <laughs> pretty, met all those Pretty barkers. much. I love <laughs> it. I
0: mean, is it, it must
1: be fun, though. Are there
0: challenges to working together? Because I don't know what it would be like to work with my wife in a professional capacity, doing a book. Or I don't know what that would be like. I have no idea.
2: You know, I, I we have such a great relationship. We're, it's a very balanced relationship that it, it wasn't a hardship at all. We're very much on the same page. So, you know, we'd have script meetings <laughs> and, and or rehearsals, and and it would just it's a collaboration. And that's really what marriage is. It's a collaboration. Um, well, I want
1: I want people's opinions. You hire people on the other side of the camera. I hire them because you're the DP. I'm not. Right. You know, tell me why this shot's not going to work. Well, the angle, the lights. Well, I go, okay. And it's not me. I mean, I know what I want. He's much better at
2: that than I am. I'm a micromanager. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (gasps) Well, that's not true. Look,
1: it's not a bad thing. Which is weird. It's weird because she says it, which is true, but it flips when it comes to scripts. She can read a whole script and she'll say, these are the five bullet points I find a problem with. And then me, I break each scene down yeah, to find yeah. the problem. Yeah, He goes, that's well, this line doesn't so make th- any sense. Did you
2: read this yeah. line? And I'm like, well, I <laughs> was just talking sort of generically. But, but, but
1: and I I like that <laughs> though because I want that broad point of view as well. Right. So. Right. No, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: So okay, the the Weinstein
0: stuff, right? Obviously, sure. there have been a number of headlines about you sharing your story, um, Kevin, with uh, Versace, and uh, I I guess you know just. <laughs> And it's a—it's actually a crazy story. And that quote... It's a funny story. It's, it's in my cute. book. It's yeah, a cute I put story. my book out five, six years I remember, ago. I kind but, of remember but, that.
1: But they, they, when they write the article, they take everything out because they right. want to make it look like... Uh, you know, look uh, what happened to me. They, no, not, they probably want to make it look like I'm going after the gay community no, now. No, it's no, like, no. Yeah, it's Versace's it's hashtag gay? Hashtag. I was shocked.
2: No, it's, the, it's the hashtag <laughs> me too. It's just the hashtag me too. Yeah, and everybody's they're saying, being oh, look, Kevin's this. climbing on that thing. And that's it, not what it was. It was he was, nothing was just like telling that. a funny story. It came out years which, ago. Why
1: didn't they talk about it then? I didn't, I didn't hide behind anything. Right, right. Which
2: actually was was very clever because Versace was a very clever man. And so the punchline, which they buried somehow in the article. They buried everything. Ultimately the punchline was really cute.
1: Well, uh, ultimately, it was, it was four dinners over a week because he met me in one of his fashion shows. He liked me. Even a friend said, oh, you got something special. I'm like, talking well, oh, I think Versace really likes you. And I thought, oh, well, get his campaign, do GQ, cool. I got invited to an amazing party. I met Pavarotti. Right. I met Madonna, Richard Gere. This was cool for me, you know? And the next party was a little smaller. And finally, that the fourth one was dinner. He and I, he puts his hand on my thigh. And I said, Johnny, don't go there. I'm not that, you know, it's right. not going to happen. And then he says, you must make love to everything in life. And I said, I'm on this road. You're on this road. He says, I build a bridge. I build a <laughs> and bridge. And that's funny. <laughs> I laughed when he it said is, that. It is. It's funny. And I, I wasn't, look, I'm a big guy. They right. Lately, most Hollywood actor males are five seven, right. five eight, and you, who knows? Maybe they get intimidated more. Most of the people, they're gay, straight, what man, woman, whatever. They they're afraid to hit on me because I'm a big <laughs> right. guy, and they know one look they can tell I'm a flaming heterosexual. <laughs> you know? So it's like it's like, I, I, and I'm not not taking away anything what is happening because the casting, casting couch has always been around, and I feel. Horrible for these women that have had to go through these yeah. slimy guys like like Weinstein. There's many more well, like women him. women and children. Women and children. Well, I was just going to say, that's, that's actually like the other conversation that's happening. Like Corey
0: Feldman trying to raise money for this documentary. There's people mm-hmm. sort of talking about the, the children aspect of it. What's disturbing to me, and I guess it's not shocking. Everyone seems so shocked. No, but I They I mean, can't
1: be. The casting couch has been around forever. And you know what? And I feel sorry for the decades of mostly women that have had to put up with the crap they've had to put up with. So they are put
0: in bad positions. Right? I mean, they're put in positions for sure, you know, and they want to w- and
1: they want to work. And they figure this is the way it is. I got to, I, I got to close my eyes. I got to go through. This, I don't want to this. Can I just comment
2: on that for a moment? The reason that they figure it's the way it is is because we live in a culture yeah. that promotes survival of the fittest yeah. and Darwinism and evolution. We're teaching children in school that they're accidents of nature and that they're and mm. that survival of the fittest is the law of the land. And if survival of the fittest is the law of the land, then there's absolutely nothing wrong with what Harvey Weinstein did.
0: Well, when you remove values and morals?
2: And there's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with Jane Fonda standing by and watching it happen.
1: Yeah, but she and comes not up, saying yeah. anything and apologizing. The after woman they who get stood busted. in front
2: of the guns of Hanoi yeah. was too afraid to go up against Harvey Weinstein. That ought to tell you something about the dep deprivation of the of the Hollywood and community the, of and the, the culture of Hollywood. The
1: power that they that they wield.
2: But they only yeah. wield power if you allow it.
1: Sure. So how do you fix it? I guess in, and how obviously, do you fix it? I mean, how find do the you light. Fix find the light. Find the light. Yeah. Seriously, because yeah, I mean, we go to th- we've been at premieres and stuff, and I told her before I was at a, the first time I told her this was years ago. We're at a premieres filled with about a lot of big name people. Big I name people. I sat there and I looked and I said. Do you feel it? She's what? The desperation. The in The desperation room. in the room. The everybody's insecurity, looking around the trying egos. to. Everybody's looking for everybody's. It's, it's a domino effect of people having to rely on other people, you know, it, and when you remove and there and, you know, this is it's sort
2: of, you know what it is. It's it's more than that. It's people who are so desperate. They they literally they will do anything because they want what they want. Yeah and and
1: and it's a tough business there's everybody i mean i remember going when i first moved out to a little town of minnesota i'm from a little tiny town of seven thousand people i went there on my own i didn't know a soul and i remember first going out in commercial auditions you walk in the room there's 60 guys that kind of look like you how do you get the job <laughs> different right. you know what i mean right it's right. like what it's makes like, you different from them? it's that? all this yeah, type what whatever type do? they're looking for and you go okay i'm gonna go in there i'm gonna meet the director he's gonna say Okay, uh, now dance, you know. (laughs) It's It's weird. It's it's everything about human nature. It's a horrible part of the business, yet people say, why are you in it? I love to act. I love being on the set. Well, look what you guys are doing. I mean, here we are having a conversation about Mm -hmm. a film that is the
0: polar opposite of all of those negative values that Hollywood sort Mm -hmm. of represents. And if we don't have people like you guys doing this, and this has long been the argument that we've talked about, Sam, when I've been on your show, and... If you know, if we're not out there in media and or in Hollywood talking mm-hmm. about these things, doing these things, then how does does the problem get fixed? Or how do you get the light? Well, in Well, and the
2: yeah. other thing is, we need people to stand up and, and proclaim the truth and understand it. And and you know, we haven't had that in Hollywood for a very long time. Uh, maybe More maybe now are. we'll see what yeah. happens. Now, uh, maybe it'll shift a little bit. I mean,
1: I mean, it certainly hurt my career in mainstream Hollywood, but that's okay. They owe me nothing. I had two long running shows. I worked my butt off to get to those shows. And they're still airing in countries the around the world, that, but it know, is what it is. And that, but without those shows, I wouldn't have yeah. this. Happening. No, of
2: course not. And and the thing is that you've got uh, you've got a youth now that believe in survival of the fittest, and they believe that yeah, you do whatever it takes to get ahead. And so when you when you combine that with the people in Hollywood who are willing to take advantage of young people, you know it's a recipe for disaster, and that's what we're seeing. So yeah, I, I would hope that that maybe we can teach morals and values to our kids. That's why I wrote my book, um, uh, Teach from Love, which we did
0: a story on, and people lo- people were really interested right. in what you had to say. That's
2: awesome. Yeah, and, they were. Uh, you know, and hopefully they can they can put it into practice. But but we need to get back to that, and how do we get back to that? It's through storytelling, actually. Yeah, because the storytellers. Really, really um, um, pour into the culture. And that's, that's why we did this movie, because I want to pour into the culture. I want to pour in these, these values in this. You know, our, our movie deals, as you know, with um, fatherhood, too. We face a fatherhood crisis. And as Kevin says, you know, the, 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 the rioting that we've seen going on, those communities are, run an 80% fatherless epidemic. Yeah. And you've got all these young people who are, fa- they're fatherless. They have, they have no direction. I mean, it's a, it's a, this is a travesty. And so, you know, we wanted to address that. And that's why, strange, I don't know if you know this, but the film plays really well with women. Women love the film. Men love it even more.
0: I love that because that's rare.
2: It's rare. So this is the movie I say, ladies out there, if you have a guy that you want to invite to the theater, whether it's your father, your brother, your son, your, your boyfriend, right, and have them thank you for it, this is that movie. You'll Maybe enjoy men it see and
0: themselves in Saul Harkins. They, Sal, totally, Harkin, they Harkin. totally identify
2: yeah. because our culture, the media culture from Hollywood, has denigrated the male role as a father. The father's always the the fat, stupid, you know, doofus who's messing <laughs> stuff up, who so doesn't true. understand the daughter, doesn't understand the... You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it's time to get, get back to father knows best. I love uh, that. A little bit of father knows best, right?
0: I love it. Well, listen, thank you guys so much for making the time today. What, we have done? to have you back again. We're d- I know. Can you believe we're done? <laughs> <laughs> and we're only done because you guys have a lot more to do in the next couple of days. But this is, much I really silly. appreciate it. Thank you guys
2: so Let much. LetThereBeLightMovie.com.
1: All kinds of info there, yes. Awesome. Thank you. Faithwire.com